Hello, love. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I thank you for being here. I thank you for sharing your resilience with the world. I thank you for just sharing your love and healing and acknowledging and being you to the fullest extent to whatever that means. Being odd, being different, standing out, making your point, feeling heard, making those anomalies of what you want your existence to be, standing up for what you believe in. I thank you for being you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to quickly talk about the magic of being kind and talking to strangers and taking those leaps of faith. Something that happened um, last week. So I went into a certain building on my campus. Um, I'm currently kind of like a freshman in college, but also like a double senior. The school that I went to is, is, it's odd. It doesn't work traditionally like high school, and I don't (laughs) want to go into a whole explanation on that. Um, but anyhow, so it's, I was on my university's campus, basically. And, um, there is a little art show going on in an area that there's normally not art at, and I love art, and the reason I love art is because I, I really, really liked this girl um, a couple years ago, and I never saw art so beautifully until I really started liking her, and I want to say, like, yeah, I fell in love with her, but I know that's, like, a strong feeling, but I guess to acknowledge my own feelings, I did fall in love with pieces of her, and one of those things is she loved art, and I admired that about her, the sparkle in her eyes when she saw art or shared that with me. I was like, wow. So basically, I am infatuated with any kind of art now. I love the depth of it. I love, you know, having my own interpretation of it. I love being shared art. I love everything is art to me as well. You are a masterpiece of your own creation. You are a mosaic of your resilience. Same with me. Same with your parents. Same with your grandparents. We all, we all, well, words. We are all art forms and its base and the creation of all divinity that is art and so I was like yes and so this day I was also um just I was I set my intentions to have an interaction like this I went to this little art studio and this person was um about to graduate being an art major and they had all their stuff on display it was so beautiful I was already just like you know when you have those days where you're just in love with everything and everybody like I wrote this poem and it was I fall in love with everybody I meet and there's a song by Hosier that goes um just like I fall in love with everybody I meet and I have a poetry book by um her name is Claudia and she if you're interested in any of these things just like DM me at Hallie Loves That You as well but I have a poetry book on that and I live by that I fall in love a little bit with everybody that I meet and so I was already like high on life, super, super giggly, and I went in, and this individual's journals were out, like all old sketch journals from high school through all four years of college, and they were out on display, so I was like, I can look through these, right? And they're like, yeah, you can look through them, so I looked through their art pieces, and it was like, you know when you're on Pinterest and you find the most beautifully delicate little pieces of wording or just pieces of art? It was like I was I walked into Pinterest, like but not in like the cliche like visco girl Pinterest. If you know the kind of Pinterest I'm talking about, you can follow my Pinterest, and I have all that kind of stuff tagged. Um, my thing is also hallieloves.u. Um, I also have it linked on my um, 
my Instagram. It, that creaking in the back, by the way, is this chair. It's kind of old and it's like rickety, so it's going to make a bunch of noise. But going back to my story, I looked at it all and I was in awe. Complete awe. It was so beautiful. It was so eloquent. It was delicate. It. I started falling in love with this person. They're a complete stranger to me. And just... Uh, I love art. Like, I don't know how to explain that, but I just love... I love reading strangers' notes to each other. I love reading poetry. I love... I love love. And I ended up... This person came up to me and was explaining some stories behind the um, journals. Because I was more interested in the journals than the actual art pieces. Because the journals was the juicy stuff. The human stuff. The pain. The love. The heartbreak. Everything was poured into this. Turned into wording and art. So I looked at them and I'm like, you are a walking Pinterest. Like I, somebody needs to write a book about you. Just like your, your life. I literally was just like letting all of this roll off my tongue. And normally I would find this weird because my ego would be like, you can't say that, but you can say whatever you want, but don't let it be mean. You know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. But I was infatuated with this person. Like literally I fell in love with this stranger that day and it was just so beautiful. It's so beautiful. So I was just like, I literally fell in love with a piece of you today. And I told that to them. And they didn't really have much to say because people don't get told that. But I'm like, if I knew you more, I'd be somebody to fall in love with you. And I literally was so brutally honest and vague. And I said that. And I know that I a, made their day or I'm just going to be somebody that they're always going to think about. And that's exactly what I wanted to leave with and the energy of that and then I was just like like even right now I can feel the feelings of that day just like riddled through every cell in my body the beauty of just telling somebody how much you actually love them so excuse me so I was on Pinterest and I found a um a posting that was a lot like of what I'm talking about so I didn't read it all the way through, but I'm going to share it with you guys just because that's what started the idea of making this podcast episode. So it says, I love being horribly straightforward. I love sending reckless text messages because how reckless can a form of digitized communication be? And telling people I love them and telling people they're absolutely magical humans and I cannot believe they really exist. I love saying, kiss me harder. You're a good person and you brighten my day. I live my life as straightforward as possible because one day I might get hit by a bus. Maybe it's weird, maybe it's crazy, maybe it seems downright impossible to just be. To just let people know you want them, to need them, to feel them. In this very moment, you will die if you do not see them, hold them, touch them in some way or another. It's your feet on their thighs on the couch or your tongue in their mouths or your hearts in their hand. But there is nothing more beautiful than being desperate, and there is nothing more risky than pretending to care. We are young, and we are human, and we are beautiful, and we are not as in control as we think we are. We never know who needs us back. We never know the magic that that can arise between ourselves and other humans. We never know when the bus is coming, and the name is Lewis Rachel C. Tell the people you love that you love them. And it's the radical non-judgment and non-indifference of just saying I love you I also I want to say it's so weird saying I fell in love with this person but I fell in love with a piece of them too last summer and so this guy he was super super sweet and I fell in love with pieces of him and 
uh, the first night we started like talking, I was just like, I love telling humans, like screaming out the window or just telling humans in general that I love them. And he's like, well, I love you. I see you as the universe and I'm the universe too. So therefore, if I love myself, I love you too. And that night, a part of me fell in love with him. And I think about that all the time that I barely knew this person. And it wasn't in a weird way, like a stalker way of, oh, I love you. It was just, I recognize you're a fellow human and that the universe is contained within you and that you're a piece of the cosmos just as I am. And I love you and I love your existence because I love my existence. And that's exactly what it was. It was a piece of poetry. That night was poetry. And that's all I'm thinking about right now. I had another friend that I flew out to from New York and we were in a coffee shop one day, and I was reading um, some of my journaling that I did, um, and one of my favorite journals that I happened to bring, because I felt the call to share with them, like, some, some deep words of mine with them, and I was reading it, and this person, like, we're kind of gotten to a habit as humans that we're, we're scared to not add to the conversation because we're scared of awkward silence. So we're constantly adding, adding things to the conversation without fully being present. And it's scientifically proven that we can only listen for 15 seconds without wanting to add something new because we get bored. But when you can practice like preservation of actually listening, it's so, I want to call, I want to say magical. You can take so much more out of it. And so nobody's ever done that to me before. A lot of people before that were more impatient with me or I just didn't have people to see love in the world as much as I love myself or that I loved them and so <laughs> they this person my friend she just watched me as I spoke about these these things that happened in my life that had turned into poetry in this journal and at the end she was in awe she was like oh my god that was so beautiful and you could see the glistening in, of her eyes of just like listening to another human's resilience of this lifetime. And I felt so loved and so seen and so heard and so acknowledged that day. It made me tear up. I was like, nobody's ever done that. Like actually sat there and listened to me and was awestruck by my existence. And oh, it's things like that to so just be seen and heard and acknowledged, just like that poem said. Share what you want to share with people. If they find that weird, they find that weird. So be it. You know, we don't know what's going to happen in this life. And I find myself all the time being scared. But recently, I've just been taking those bold steps. Like, there's some women that I find beautifully... I get awestruck by them. Just their existence on this planet that they share on Instagram. I literally reach out to them and I'm like, I have a crush on you. Like, I love this stuff you post. I, a piece of me is in love with you. And I'm brutally honest about that. And almost every single time they're like, no way. I had a crush on you too. Or they'll return the same thing because when they love themselves, they can see that same love within me and I can see it within them and vice versa. So I just have more Pinterest pieces I want to share with you. Um, That's this whole episode. It's just like, be radically you. Stand up, stand tall, be proud. Be proud of your existence. Be proud of the love never think that loving how you love is too much you know if the first day you meet somebody if you want to buy them a bouquet of flowers to show your infatuation with them or your excitedness of being able to just be with them even for an hour do that be bold if you want to whatever you want to do please just do it and if they don't like it they don't like it it's not meant to be 
But humans just want to feel less lonely. You want to feel less lonely. I want to feel less lonely. That's why we share art and poetry and movies with each other and music. It's because we want somebody else to see us the way we want to be seen. And these are forms of that. So um, this one says, If you're going to measure your self-worth by a number, you might as well do it by how many times you've cried yourself laughing or how many books you've closed with a funny, warm feeling in your heart. It might as well be counted by the number of people you have been lucky enough to have had in your life, have, in your, have had in their lives, or the amount of fluffy marshmallows you can fit inside your mouth. Your worth can be, could be determined by the number of different places around the world that you have had the privilege of being graced by in your presence, or how many tiny droplets of rain you've seen drip down your window. Or darling, maybe it's just something else completely for you. Don't you see? You get, the, you get to choose your own worth. It's all up to you. Whatever it is, you just promise me you'll never let anybody dictate how much you mean to yourself. Never let anybody tell you that you are too much. I've shared this story of mine. Um, and a lot of people experience this. So... When I was young, I was always too much. The teachers would literally write down on a note card what questions I could ask and when I could ask questions because I was so curious. I wanted to know what was going on. But in school systems, we're raised to be more, more like soldiers and to listen and to not, it's like we're meant to be seen, not heard. And I, I was not going to take that crap when I was like from second grade up. I wasn't gonna take that. Um, well, not second grade up. This happened second grade till second grade till sixth grade. No, more like seventh grade. And I was always too much for everybody. I was too rambunctious. I had too much energy. I was too all over the place. So eventually, my parents got me tested for like mental health, like ADHD, because I was just everywhere and they thought there was something wrong with me which a if you have adhd that's a trauma response from you not getting acknowledgement when you were a child so you do not think something's wrong with you and it can be cured it's not something you're always going to have and b there's nothing ever wrong with you i love adhd people because they're all over the place just like me they don't talk in straight lines and i love when people don't talk in straight lines i love when people just are going to act in the spur of the moment and laugh and joke and, you know, have a whatever, you know, I love ADHD people. Um, and so I eventually um, got told that I have SCT, which is, which is sluggish cognitive tempo, which just means my brain is kind of slowed down um, due to like stuff that happened to me when I was younger. And like, that's a trauma response for my brain is to try to process every fragmented moment excuse me, um, because as a young kid, I couldn't do that. I would shut down when a stress response would happen. And same for a lot of people. And I also got tested and I came back ADD and ADHD and they were like, okay, you need to go on meds. Like that's the only thing that's going to help you. So in school, I would take meds. I tried all different kinds of ADHD, ADD, like cognitive pills, medical pills, and I eventually found one. The side effects weren't very fun, but at least I could focus, you know. At least I could focus in school and I wasn't too much. <laughs> and so as soon as I got into those, the side effects were I felt like a zombie a lot of the time. And I suddenly was not enough. I didn't have any passions in life. I just did school, came home, slept, did the same thing. And I was just a zombie to the system. 
And so my parents would be like, what are your hobbies? Like, why don't you love anything anymore? And it made me so sad. I'm just like, so you thought I was too much. So I'm not on these pills that you're making me take. And now I'm not enough because I don't have any hobbies, but I feel numb because of these pills, you know? And it was just sad. And I would get really, really frustrated and just tear up and walk away and cry. And so then eventually, um, after taking them 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, a little bit of 11th grade, uh, after taking them for four and a half years, I decided I'm not doing this anymore. And suddenly I'm too much again. I'm too all over the place. I'm always zoned out. I'm always in la-la land. I'm always dancing on the kitchen and that's not acceptable. Things like that. Now I'm suddenly too much again. All I want to say for this story is that you're not too much, you're not too little, you're just who you want to be in your existence. You don't owe anybody an explanation for who you want to be or what you want to be or what you want to dress up like or what your makeup has to mean or, you know, things like that. Be boldly you. Again, be, please be boldly you. There's like that cliche saying, like, be a Fruit Loop in the world of Cheerios and literally do that. We are made to be carbon copies of each other in this day and age. And when I see somebody, somebody, when I see somebody being radically them and dressing different and being bold, I compliment them. Those are the first people I always compliment because I'm like, I love your look. And they're like, thank you. And they own it. And I'm like, hell yeah, you should own it. And when I dress the way I want to, I always get more compliments because I'm putting the energy out that I'm being who I want to be. And I attract those people back. And then I post about that on social media. And then you guys text me on Instagram or just like hey I love this and I love that one and I'm just like well I love you too because whatever love that you see within me is already contained within you so it's another little rant but we're going to continue uh for the next few minutes and just more Pinterest uh pieces that I have been looking at so this one says we cling to music to poems to quotes to writing to art because we are just des- because we desperately do not want to be alone We want to know we aren't going crazy and someone else out there knows exactly how we're feeling. We want somebody to explain the things we can't. And that's what I was talking about earlier. This one's a long one. I haven't read it yet. Also, another quick story is that I've always had like a speech impediment type of issue. Like I couldn't talk. Like I, on all my podcast episodes, I call it casual because I'm not going to like keep redoing it. I just want to share what's happening in the moment with you guys. So I have that feeling encapsulated and I can share it through the words that I'm sharing through this device. And for the longest time I could, I was so scared and talking in front of the class because I would stumble over my words and just like in general, I couldn't read out loud. And even still now I do that. And it's mainly when I think about it too much but whenever I'm reading these, sometimes I do stumble over and I'm like, oh, I sound stupid, but I don't. Like, I am I'm so much better than I used to be. I went through a whole year of only sending voice memos to people instead of texting. And my speech got so much better. And so many of you guys text me and you're just like, your voice is so soothing. And I love how eloquent you are and how, like, soothing and, like, you know, can consistent your voices and I'm like oh my god that took me so long to get and to actually speak the way I wanted to without like talking too fast because I was scared I couldn't get everything out or you know tripping over my words so much I'm so much better so I am so grateful when you guys share that with me that you're like I love when you speak because I'm like oh like that piece of me that always thought I was never gonna be able to speak well can now do that and I want to be a public speaker so it's like this is practice for me 
But so here's another one. This one's called All That You Deserve by um, Jacqueline Whitney. I want to know what it feels like to be in love with the life that you are living. I want to know what it feels like to wake up in the morning to be grateful for another day every day. I want to have all the energy you need to live the life that you want to live. I don't want you to be scared or unknown. I want you to see the unknown as a beautiful puzzle that that you will be able to build on for your own. You are capable of building your dream life. One that when you look back on in the future, you are completely in awe of it. I don't want you to look back and regret not making the move that you doubted you could do. You can do anything. Start by believing in what you don't believe you are capable of. Start by letting go of the strings attached to your past. Start slowly. It won't happen all at once, but it will happen as it needs to. Please don't doubt yourself. Remember, you don't need anyone else to believe in you for your dreams to come true. You deserve to believe in yourself and to let the energy carry you through. Yes. Oh, yes. I loved that one. This one says, do you think the universe fights for souls to be together? Some things are too strange and too strong to be a coincidence. I have this image in my head that I want to share with you about coincidences. Is uh, um, I see a mat. I see imagined. I see it imagined as a yellow bubble and a red bubble. And there's a orange hue in between them and they're mixing together. And basically um, a coincidence is two instances, two instances in time happening at the same time that we call a coincidence. But there's no such things as coincidences. Everything happens for a reason and I live by that. Even the littlest things will happen and then it'll, something will happen down the line. And I'm like, oh my God, that tiny little, like, for instance, a leaf dropping at just the perfect time for me to look up and see somebody, they'll mean something to me down the line. And if, that didn't ha- if I didn't get distracted by that leaf at that time, I wouldn't have seen that person. And it was no coincidence. Things like that is everything is an anomaly for our very existence. I love how passionate I'm getting right now. I love that about myself, that when I get excited, I get so passionate and I love when other people do that too. So I'm like geeking over myself right now. But this one says, maybe, maybe love isn't what we've been told. Maybe it's not all romance or attraction. Maybe love is a friend, someone who understands you, someone who will be there for you, even at your worst. I have another story time for this one. So I had, um, I had a friend come in. I talk about this a lot. This is just something that stuck to me. I had my worst panic attack ever. My friend, my long distance friend um, from out west came and stayed with me for a few days. And this is my first time ever meeting her. So it was it was kind of rough that I was just not really there, really present because I was dealing with bad panic attacks at the time. But it was kind of divine timing so she could see and help me and see the worst side of me. And so one night I had an awful panic attack. And even though I isolated, I like was I was like a little kid in the corner, like rocking back and forth, sobbing because I didn't know how to help myself because I completely shut down. I don't know how to ask for help. And I just kind of like hid. And um, I wasn't actually in a corner, but that's like the energy that was encapsulated. I was in my bed, like crying, shaking. I did not know what to do. And I could not talk to her. I couldn't talk to anybody else because I was scared of puking because my heart was racing so fast. I didn't know how to explain how I was feeling. I thought I was going insane. And so... At the end of that, she she ended up doing what she needed to do that night and take care of herself. And at the end of the night when she was going to bed and I was finally calmed down after I took like a 20-minute nap and it was already like 10 p.m. And 
I got up and she looked at me and she says, can I have a hug? And she hugged me and she says, I love you. Looked me in the face and said, I love you. And I said, I love you too. And that's never happened to me before. To somebody, like, I w- again, I always feel like I'm too much. And I know a lot of people feel like that. And love is not about loving or allowing yourself to be loved at your best. It's about allowing people to love you at your very worst. And that was my very worst. I shut down. I was not very respectful because she was in a very brand new house. This is only the second day she's being here. Had to make dinner for herself in my kitchen with strangers she's never met before, but she was hungry and I could not help her. And she did all those things. And I was so proud of her for doing and, you know, doing exactly what she needed to do without having to rely on me. A, I saw so much beauty and so much strength within her that night. And for her to also just be so patient with me and at the end of the night at her seeing me at my worst not being able to help her crying sobbing and in my own household there's a a lot of emotional unintelligence and also um a lot of no crying I was told whenever I cried I had to go to my room because nobody wanted to see that I was told go to your room that's embarrassing crying is embarrassing and so Allowing her to see me cry, which I don't allow a lot of people to see me cry. I'll post it on the internet, but in person, it's totally different. I, I shut down. I don't allow people to see me cry in person. And she saw that. And to allow her to see that was a lot for me. And then to get a hug and I love you at the end of that and know that, like, Hallie, you're not too much. You never will be. And that was my very worst. I... I just I don't know how to describe that, but that's like another beautiful story. I was just like, oh my god, like I'm healing, and I'm always going to be okay, and you are always going to be okay. So here's some more. Um, never mind. That's one we just read. This one says the vibration of being who you are and doing what you love is magnetic. You will align everything you need in your life with that energy exactly what i was just talking about let's see ah kindness what a simple way to tell another struggling soul that there is love to be found in this world that's what i'm hoping i'm doing right now as i'm showing you that there's so much compassion so much compassion this one says but darling you are a river the rocks will break you the valleys will bend you but you will never stop because that is what you do you flow period you flow The more you love your decisions and the more you love your decisions, the less you need others to love them. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're beautiful because you know your own darkness and still that alone does not stop you from finding your own light. That's by R.M. Drake. Let's see what else I can find. All right, this one's pretty. This one's by Bianca... Sparsacino. It is quite simple. When it comes to anything in life, relationships, friendships, the work you do, the art you make, when it comes to anything, if it does not create an avalanche within your chest, it does not move you or inspire you. If it does not come from the deepest part of who you are, it is not for you. It's not for you. Yep. My friend, Hannah, I think I talked about this the last episode, talked about finding if if what you're doing does not make you passionate this is my interpretation of it but 
the full body yes or whatever you're supposed to do in life if you're confused right now follow the passions and you'll follow exactly what your soul your higher self your spirit is your calling if you follow passion so for instance I have an option to either work at my new job on Friday or Saturday, and I'm put on the schedule for Friday, but my boss is okay if I switch days. And so my friend wants to hang out Saturday night that I haven't seen in a few weeks, so I was just like, I could not, I was like torn between because I have school Friday, and then I could come home and I could clean and do homework, or I could go to work and then clean and do homework on Saturday, and then have my friend over, and I was just like, oh, I don't know. And then when I thought about the scenarios of me waking up that day and what was going to go on, I was much more passionate about going to work on Saturday. I was excited. I was like, ooh, okay, I like that idea. And I got like a flutter in my chest. Like, I like that idea. So I was just like, that's passion. I'm going to go with, I'm going to work on Saturday. And that way my friend can see my new work, get something to eat, you know, stuff like that. And um, so that was my decision is there was passion there. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go with Saturday. So with whatever decision you're thinking right now, whatever you're torn between, this passion. And I feel called to share that if you're torn between two people that you are in love with, always pick the person that's more new because for some reason you fell out of love with the last person to start loving somebody new. You know, I've, my last few years of like relationships, I haven't even dated anybody like literally ever. I kind of have a fear of relationships. I think that's like generational stuff I don't really know but um that's something that this life is it's a it's a trick for me everybody's like getting into relationships and it's just like sharing stuff with me and I'm like oh that is very scary and I know that it's (laughs) I don't I don't want a relationship right now I'm doing a lot of work on my own and I still don't feel ready to be responsible for another human being and you know I I find all this um, passion within my platonic friendships too you know I can get all this cuddling and I can get acknowledgement and you know I know self-pleasure on myself so it's not like I'm, I need to be in a relationship really self-pleasure or not self-pleasure but pleasure from somebody else you know I have everything I need right now so I'm not yearning for a relationship um, but like despite that um, I literally just forgot what I was trying to say um I'm brain farting. That was sad. I definitely was going somewhere with that. Oh, okay. I know I was going with that. So, um, every time I would get into a relationship with somebody, also I'm polyamorous. So I would get into a, and I didn't know this before. And that's why I definitely polyamorous. But I would get into a relationship, like a talking stage with somebody, you know, like when you're talking, but you're not dating, but you're like flirting. And I was talking to people. There was... I would get bored after a little bit. And it wasn't like, oh, I need to talk to multiple people. Like, I don't know how to explain this. But I needed, I I like being around more than one person because I can learn so many things from more than one person. And that was the thing. This applies to monogamy, though. Just being in a relationship with, like, you and another person or that person and just you. But um, I always found that I had to leave the other person because I got bored with them and I needed something new. I liked that chase. Um, But I also realized that now it was more than that. It was like, 
I like the idea of being in a relationship with more than one person because I want to learn the diversity of human existence through others and that's so important through relationships to learn and that's what I'm called for in this lifetime is polyamory and to learn through that but um so yeah (laughs) I thought I'd just share that that's gonna be the ending of this podcast it's just be you be bold again 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 be bold and be you and I love you and if you want help with you know whatever shoot me a text and uh instagram and i'll do my best to respond to you i've i've been so behind on like responding to messages but all the new ones always pop up first so most likely i'll see yours and then just try my best to respond but yeah that's my little story time for the day of my existence and i hope to talk to you again soon bye bye